You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we celebrate all great things Western Michigan University. I have one of our great alum in the house today. She not only is a master educator in the K-12 system in Vicksburg, Michigan, she also holds this year the Michigan Department of Education Michigan Teacher of the Year Award. Let's welcome to the podcast, Miss Laura Chang. Laura, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are so pleased and proud to have you here and all of your great accomplishments as an alumnus and as a student here, as a professor here. We're going to get into all that action. Before we do, let's go to who you are. Let, can you tell me a little bit about the neighborhood you grew up in? Sure thing. I actually grew up in Frankenmuth. Oh, the, yeah. That, that little unknown Number one tourist attraction in Michigan on the other side of the state. Um, yeah. and it was a great small town to grow up in. My dad was a, a teacher and administrator in the schools there. And um, right, that's where I'm from. Small, close-knit community, very similar to what I teach in now. Yeah. So growing up in Frankenmuth in a tourist town, how did you like the holidays? I mean, that there's a, was it Bronner's up there? Is it the big... I mean, it seems like an everlasting mall of, <laughs> of Christmas decoration up there. Right, it is. I worked in Bronner's. I served chicken and Zenders. You know, you, I did the whole Are you serious? You oh, did yeah. the whole thing? Oh, yeah. And the pasties, the, the little pies and things? I don't know about the pies. They, oh, my gosh. What there's the these pies? German cookie pies. Oh, right. The cookie oh, what pie. are those called? I can't remember. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I should know this. That's okay. This is no longer your job. <laughs> I just think it's a really cool place, and I, I wonder uh, what it would be like living there, right, being a tourist attraction, right. but it sounds like you all kept the community close. We did, and I never appreciated it. You know, I never pre- appreciated it as a child, but yeah. as a mom now, that it's a, a wonderful place to raise kids, I imagine. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you're in Frankenmuth. Uh, you graduated from Frankenmuth High, I'm guessing? That's right, Frankenmuth High School. Love it. And how in the world did you find out about WMU? Well, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, yeah. and I've always known I wanted to go into education. And Western is known for being an incredible university to prepare teachers, Sure, which is why I chose Western. There was never a question about where I'd go. My brother and sister are both graduates of the University of Michigan, but WMU is known for its teacher preparation programs. Sure, absolutely. Now, where was this love for teaching and education born? I've always been surrounded by education growing Mm. up. My dad was a teacher. He went back to get his master's degree at Texas A&M for several summers when we were little. Um, I was just a baby then. But our family went back and forth. Um, My mom went back to school to to work towards certification in the medical field. And it was never a question about if I would go to college. It was always, which college would I go to and what would I major in and um, so education has always been a huge part of my life. Yeah, yeah. you saw its power early. Absolutely. Like. So you get through, you come to Western, you choose our College of Education and Human Development, and what is your undergraduate degree in? I know you have your teaching certificate, but what is what was your focus of study? So I have a Bachelor of Science in Education, and at that time you had a, a triple minor, I suppose you could they called it then, where it was science, mathematics, I had a Spanish Minor. I can only wow. speak un poquito science of sure. Spanish at this point now, yeah. but but that's what I focused in as an undergrad. So you finished an undergrad, and what happened after that? 
And then I started teaching. I was an intern in the Vicksburg schools, actually. And I was hired very soon after that. Before I had children, I went back to school to get my master's degree with some great advice of mentors in my district to go back, get it done while you have the time. Where'd you get that degree? And I got that degree right here at Western. I, that I was have a, setup. a right. Thank you. <laughs> oh dear, I have a Master of Arts in, in reading and curriculum. oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. So you stayed in Vicksburg at in the Vicksburg Public Schools, and then you grew your own capacity to do more with students. And then fast forward, I think you did some time teaching here as well. You came back to. Help others learn what you learned. Is that right? I did. That's Tell me right. More. When I graduated with my master's, I was asked um, if I was interested in coming back to teach undergraduate courses. And I was certainly honored to do that. The timing was perfect. It was yeah. something that I saw myself doing way down the road. I hadn't really planned to start that so soon after right. my master's degree, but um, I, I jumped on that opportunity. And 13 years later, I'm still teaching in the College of um, the, the College of Education and the Special Education and Literacy Studies Department. Wow. Wow, wow. So how, if you could classify your career so far, how do you feel about the choice you made to be a teacher? I can't imagine myself doing anything else ever with my time. I, I'm so passionate about the students and preparing these leaders for their future careers, even though they're only second graders when they, when they come to me. I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. And it's, it's so exciting to work with the undergraduate students to see yeah. that same passion th- that I have, that I had, and that I still have now. Um, I, that's just, I, I don't love one more than the other as far as teaching roles, so I'm so blessed to be able to do both. Yeah. There are more counties in Michigan than you can imagine. We are a very government-centric state. Mm. There's a lot, and each county has a public school system with hundreds of teachers all over. And yet I'm standing in front of, on this campus, the teacher of this year, of all of those counties, all those people, all those school districts. I I know your humility is, is honorable. But what is it about how you approach your work that attracts those kinds of recognitions? That's a tough question because I've asked myself that same thing over and over. You know, I which might be point number one. <laughs> maybe right. You it's know, not, I yeah. I just I, I see myself as just an ordinary second grade teacher in a little mm. school district in Vicksburg, and I I'm surrounded by colleagues that teach with the same passion for kids, the same excitement, the same positivity. And um, just at a school board meeting last night that somebody asked me that same question. And I was thinking, you know, maybe that is the type of person to represent the teachers of Michigan. Somebody who is just a, a regular classroom teacher doing the best she can, working in a fantastic district, because yeah. that's the vast majority of teachers in our state. Mm. What, what are some of the challenges for education today? We see them here at the university ranks. As you were teaching here, you see students and how they come into the university. There's all kinds of conversation about how K-12 education works or doesn't work. What do you see as the major challenge uh, to, to K-12 education? And then I want to hear from you also the part that's most important, which is what are the major opportunities? Right, that we have to continue the great work in K-12? 
we have so many pressures as teachers from the federal level to the state level, to the district level, to the building level. There are so many pressures on teachers, and teachers have to find a way to balance that with what's most important in their classroom. Yeah. I carry around my big rocks on my phone. I call them my big rocks, and I keep them on my phone because I always have my phone by me. And there's three things that I'm always focusing on for Mm -hmm. my students because I have to keep what's most important on the forefront. You know, there's only certain things I can control as far as these pressures that come into my classroom. But the three big things that I know I can control are to create kind, contributing members of a community. That's the first one. I need my students to be able to leave my classroom as members of a classroom community that care for each other, that are kind to one another. That's That's a lesson that will last their entire lives. That's right. My second big rock, that students are passionate for learning throughout their lives, that we Mm. never stop learning that we're always growing, that there's never an end to our, to our education. I want them to be passionate for that and always seeking to grow. Yeah. My third big rock is that kids are empowered to stand up for one another. In this climate right now in schools with, with bullying, with school safety concerns, we've got to teach our kids at, at a young age. I work with second graders. We've got to teach them to stand up for one another, to stand up for what they believe in, and to empower each other to do the same. Mm. For, the, for their own sake and for the, the sake of the kids around them. I noticed you didn't include test scores. I did not include test I scores. No, I noticed you didn't include all of the other conversation that goes on in education, probably because I would imagine if, if your expectations were a pie, probably a small sliver of that pie from your expectations you actually have control over. Is that correct? That's true. And when I have a class of students who care for each other, who work hard for their teacher because they trust her and they know that she's that she has their back, that she's going to fight for them, then the students will work harder than they ever thought possible. Mm. And the test scores fall in after that. You know, I, I teach to the students' hearts. I teach the whole child. Then I teach the content. And right. it all weaves together to create successful so social learners, academic learners. It's the whole picture. Yeah. That's what we have to focus on in the classroom. It is clear to me that you are hardwired for this, <laughs> right? There, folks, if you're listening, she's not even, her face has not even changed. This is so much a part of who she is. This is just amazing to be in the room with a master at what she does because of her hardwiring, because of her heart. Let me ask you a question and connect what you just said about education back to Western. Were any of those values, the, the lenses through which you see education, how much of that or what parts of that were born here at Western? As you learned how to be a teacher, were those values reinforced? Like, how, how does Western's story for you connect to how you live your teaching every day? I have always been blessed to have professors and instructors here at Western who were not far removed from the classroom. Either they were classroom teachers themselves or they did research that, that got them into the classroom on a regular basis. So they knew the pulse of the students and teachers. And that is, that's so critical to training our future edu- educators. Right. And I, you know, I saw firsthand in, in their own classrooms, from anecdotes from their classrooms about how they were doing these same things, teaching with positivity, keeping the big things big, not worrying so much about the, the pressures of, of the testing schedule and the and the, the academic calendars that we have, but focusing on 
what the kids need, using their data to drive our instruction, not yeah. using a calendar to drive what we're teaching in the classroom. These are all things that I taught in the field right here at Western. Wow. So I absolutely owe what I'm, you know, what the, where I am now, I definitely owe to the, the staff and colleagues here. When you look forward in education, with your Bronco background and now what is obviously a well-deserved recognition from your peers and across the state. What's the biggest opportunity that you see? What are you most excited about, about K-12 education and helping students get ready for Bronco country or wherever they want to go uh, to further their educations and, and to use your words, to have the love for learning uh, you know, in their lives? What's the, biggest, what's the biggest exciting point for you? As teacher of the year or as a teacher? In Just general? as a teacher looking forward. Mm-hmm. Kids, it's, it's amazing how much education changes over the years. I've been doing this now for 18 years. And um, it's so exciting right now that we're seeing teacher, students take leadership roles in the classroom, take ownership of their learning. I'm often asking myself in the classroom, who's doing the most work in here? Because it shouldn't be me. You know, we're, we're empowering the kids in our classroom to take ownership of their learning and drive their instruction and, and, and seek out what's interesting to them. And we use that in the classroom to, you know, to, to, to cater our instruction toward their needs. So the, we're, we're building these empowered little learners at, at age seven so that by the time they get into high school and, and, and here at Western and their university of choice, they're, they're driven and they're motivated, and they're self-sufficient, and they're independent workers. It's mm. exciting to think about what the job force will be. You yeah. know, and 20 years ago when I did my internship, it was more worksheet-driven and teacher-driven, and that was fine. That's That was the best the teachers knew then. We're always changing what we do to do what's best for kids, but it's exciting to see what the kids can really do now sure. that we unleash our, our teaching a little bit and just and let them drive more of the instruction. Well, it sounds like to me that K-12 education is in great hands with folks like you at the helm. And I want you to know how much we as a university appreciate you and your work, and we're so proud of you. We're proud of the young people that you are developing. We hope that through your story and through your work and your recognition, more people will come to know the kinds of quality human beings that come from Western Michigan University, and you are one. Congratulations, your alma mater is proud of you. Thanks for coming aboard. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. If you want to learn more about Laura and the work she is doing, about her story and about the power of K-12 education today and how Western Michigan University from 1903 to today is kicking out high-powered educators who are changing the conditions they're in, you can go to mywmu.com slash raise the W and get more information there. If you're out and about today talking to a family, uh, maybe you're talking about education today. You have young kids or kids who are matriculating through the K-12 system. Don't be discouraged. Broncos are there, and they're developing young people. Tell them about this place, about how we're training and developing people and about our alumnus who are making a difference. If you do that... You'll help us all to raise the W.